Simply King Podcast. This is your boy Rodney Perry King himself, and we are at episode 99. Yes, yes. And this is a very special one. Um, I had to, I had to, I had to. I wrote it down some time ago, and I made it my business to make sure that I could get this gentleman that you see on whatever device that you're listening on, who my guest is. But I would like to give him a very, you know, very flashy, very very well deserved introduction and i love the way he describes himself today ladies and gentlemen you are going to hear the sounds and voice of the one and only will banks the creative extraordinaire i didn't know this man was afro-cuban but that's what he got in his bio so i'm gonna keep it smoking you feel me afro-cuban legend art director stylist designer singer and composer, you get what I'm saying? Singer and composer. He getting his Q Wincy Jones stuff on, you feel me? And he is from my home state, but from one of the, the best cities of my home state being Memphis, Tennessee. How you feeling, bro? Yes, yes, yes. yes. I'm feeling great. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Um, first off, to everyone who's listening, Everyone who's listening, who's you know uh, a Clark Lane University alum, certainly, certainly should be familiar with this gentleman. If you're not, you're kind of you know wasting your time on your phone, <laughs> like you're not even using apps right. Like you're really not. If you don't know who he is, having done your research, done your Googles, done whatever you need to do to be like, who is this guy? Who? Who? Um, especially if you've seen him around, if you were you know part of however many classes of 2015 and you know before and beyond and all those different things um but he is once i initially met you it was like first off i thought you had more style in your damn pinky than most people i ever met <laughs> and then and i immediately respected it because it was because I, I i immediately got exactly you know how you were going to kind of come and that was like yeah just like freshman you you know what i'm saying and you <laughs> color kept, for me yeah and it's like that was just like yeah, that yeah. side and it, but it was like there was so much more for you to like learn and get into and you know and try and like bring into your wardrobe and just just really pop out in a new way and it was just like this man accessorizes better than anybody i've known like every piece is like necessary <laughs> it's the truth like i was like Cause I think with some people, and you know, you went to CAU, you know, you we, and Damn. anybody who goes to an HBCU specifically, and especially right. especially one in Atlanta, we kind of had like a double double going. Yeah, I think a sense of fashion and style was something that, even if you quote unquote say you wasn't trying, right? You, you thought about that. Like you need to though. Like fuck, it just being essential. out of place. 
yeah, like this is like something that you just might want to do. Like, I, this is not the place. You are not at Georgia State. Keep them pajamas. Matter of fact, you can't even wear them pajamas in the crib. You might want to step that up too. You know what I'm saying? Unless like, they silk. Unless they silk. You know what I'm saying? That's the reason why we want to see them. If yes. You can't be coming to the ABC and the pajama parties with the, you know, with the SpongeBob pants on. We can't do that, you know? Mm -hmm. But no, I want to talk about you first because I think who you are and I believe what you are doing now is something that inspires the hell out of me. As soon as I seen what you were getting into, I'm like, my dude, what, what took so long? <laughs> like, you should have been on this. But it's crazy yeah. because. Um, me and me and Benny Roseville has had conversations about you. Me and Juwans have had conversations about you since you like really stepped into your, your into your artistry, into your creativity, and more than just the ways that you've been doing. And um, we've we've spoke we spoke in a sense of like this. I bet he's thinking the exact same thing we thought when it was like, damn, we discovered this thing that we are good at, or this thing that we were good at at this time where it was like. If we were into this then, or really like put our best foot forward then, it would be like, where the hell would we be now? You know, and mm -hmm. I just, and I think about that all the time, but you know, things happen when they're supposed to. Things happen, right. you know, when they're supposed to, but I would love to know like, for one, what, what, why are you the way that you are when it comes to putting it together? Cause I think that has to be, it has to come from something, or if it is just innate, just you, then, Please break it down for the people who are hearing you. Well, I would say that I come from a bougie, affluent Southern family. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> they very, they pride themselves on image. Like you had to look nice, clean, presentable at all times. It didn't matter. Mm -hmm. If you're going to the grocery store, you're going to the schoolhouse, you're never going to embarrass the name, period. That's just what we're about. Um, and on the other end, you know, just being from Memphis, like, being fresh or dressing up or looking nice is not a choice just like you said at HBCU it's like either you're fresh or you get talked about like and ultimately I just decided to go ahead and take it to the next level with the freshness but um I actually have always liked clothes I've always been into like magazines and fashion and labels and accessories like you said gold and extraness and blackness everything that includes style and flavor I just always have been into it and I mean when I got to high school I had to wear uniforms so I kind of think that was the start of me kind of like making myself different or trying to present myself in a way that would stand out more than others I would say that would be the beginning of the wheel banks that you know today um yeah oh I see I see I see and you, and you know it's crazy I think we had that similarity in the sense of like we had uniforms too uh, at my school so once it came to CAU, once it came to graduating high school and getting out of that system, I was definitely like, I want to like do more. And I want to like, yeah. I feel like I've literally haven't really, I literally only dressed up on the weekends and shit. And right. It was just weird to me because it's like, that's not the real world. That's not what it is. And for me, I thought I would have some ingenious shit being like, man, I want to wear like suits and shit every day. Ain't nobody yeah. going to be doing that <laughs> in college. 
Yeah. <laughs> get up, pull up, and just get like, oh, everybody is, in three-piece suits. Oh, this is what people do. Monk straps. Yeah. In cases. Yes. I'm like, whoa. Yes. Whoa, whoa, whoa. And it was, it was almost like, for me, because I, I am certainly the on like the intentional and accidental individual person like i believe in that shit it's hard it's hard for me to like just put myself in a certain box it's hard for me to do that with certain parts of me it's like i don't know if i just fit there perfectly that's not me and i think that's something that you know i wanted to talk to you about because i feel like that's something i seen in you when it came to the way you put it together it's like he not doing this because of where he is i'm not doing this because where i am i took my ass anywhere else and i would have still tried to come with what i'm coming with but i think we definitely knew the environment enough to notice like oh you just you know you see everybody dressing up so you trying to you know dress up i get it you know i appreciate it but you gonna do it do it right do it well and i would love to know your take on just how you feel about just you know individuality and what what that means to you if anything well going back to where i'm from like memphis it's a very peculiar place i'm pretty sure you know Memphis people, they are very cookie cutter. I love them to death, but everybody <laughs> kind of <laughs> likes to be the same and they kind of like to do the same things. And, you know, like I said, I've always been into the arts. I've always been into like crazy stuff. And so for me, it was just kind of like, uh, that's not really what I want to do. Like, I don't want to <laughs> be like everyone else. I don't want to wear the same Jordans that everybody wears. I don't want, you know. We're the same LRG outfit, you know? Oh, yeah. So, you your together. <laughs> <laughs> so I just kind of, like, decided at the time, I was just like, be, dress how you want to dress, like, dress how you feel. Because I'm a very moody person. Yeah. And I, honestly, I don't really care about what a lot of people have to say. It's just kind of something that I've been still with. So <laughs> I just went ahead and decided to, dress how I feel and once I got the responses that I got I really wasn't looking for responses it really was like a form of self care for me Yep. <laughs> I just was like well wow like you actually making an impact like just being yourself like flowing in what you've always wanted to flow in and not feeling pressure from other people so once I saw that I was really making a change like <laughs> with people like all kinds of people all kinds, especially men because men in Memphis, they not gonna give you your props, honestly. Like, so when I got to when I got to college, like men coming up to me, oh, I like that, bro. Oh, you dress nice, bro. Like that was a whole different ball game. For me. So that just really encouraged me to be even more out of the box, just mm-hmm. because I just saw other people trying different things, and it wasn't even like a threat for me because, like I said, I'm not doing this for gratification or a cloud or anything like that it's just like all for the inspiration like i encourage everyone to dress how you feel look how you feel don't let people tell you what you need to wear just like me i was a classical singer you know mm-hmm. back at the clark and i used to have blue hair my director used to want to hang me every okay. <laughs> every performance <laughs> you're like why you gotta have blue hair why you gotta have red hair why you gotta have silver hair i'm like I'm, I'm I might over. sing yeah. classical music, but that doesn't make me have to be this cookie cutter being. Like, I, if I feel like having blue hair today, 
that's me, you know? Mm-hmm. If I feel like wearing six gold chains, that's me today. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> that's just how I've always been, and I'm seeing it pay off, you know? Hell yeah. And I think that's one thing that, you know, the conversation that me and Benny Roosevelt had about you was like he was speaking on just like how much of himself he's seen in you. From the yeah. standpoint of like, <laughs> we kind of look alike on the low. Like. <laughs> <laughs> and, but it was more so like a standpoint of like, I think one thing I noticed about Benny Roosevelt very early on is not only was he eclectic and uncreative, but yeah. it was a sense of, it was a sense of uh, intuitiveness and very natural kind yeah, of like, like coming to yeah. art. Like it was like, like it was very authentic, authentic. And uh, but it was also, but it was also this sense of very like it came with a lot of ease, and um, right. because it wasn't like he was like trying to be Picasso, trying to be you know Annie Libel with some shit. She he was literally just like I like taking pictures, right? And, and this is how I, I want to do it. I admire these specific people, but I do want to have my own style about this. Like he was right. very, very adamant about like creating his own look. Like fuck, just having a good eye and just yeah. taking a photo. It's like, what am I doing with this? What? How do people? Will people see a photo and know that's one I took? And um, I remember like right. literally um, painting at the crib, um, our apartment together in school, and like he never painted with like oil paints before. Mm-hmm. He didn't like, he was just like, I always use whatever they had in school, like, you know, acrylics or whatever. And I was like, bro, we can buy some. We can see what, it, you know, we can see what it's like. This motherfucker did this shit and it was just like, bro, you like, you got it. <laughs> like, you, I mean, keep it real. What? You, you immediately understand that this is a texture thing. This shit gonna take a right. minute to dry. Like, you handling it. Like, you like making something that look kind of cool. I ain't even mad at you. And it was like that. And then like just every little thing that he kind of got into, he was definitely an obsessive person and a hobbyist of it respectively. But it was like just being creative was like the ultimate thing about it. And I think that's something that he's seen in you is like yeah. you you do this thing well, just, ex- just expressing yourself in this one way. So imagine you transferring that same energy because that's not really all that you do is that you put the look, your eyes, what you would do if you were this muse. If I'm the, if I'm this yeah. model here and I'm I'm thinking about this environment, I'm thinking about am I you know contrasting, am I trying to blend, if I'm trying to stand them out, if I'm trying to whatever, whatever, what moves am I in? Is it a color? Yeah. Is it a vibe? Is it an element? And I think that's what makes it a, a beautiful thing. And we need, we need people Definitely. like you. We need people like you because it's too many of us who are trying to be the same. And I think that sense of like everybody doing the same thing, everybody being cookie cutter, yeah. you fly as hell if you got some J's and a cool little jogging suit on, you know what I'm saying? Right. With like, like Gucci said. Yeah, you just, you know, it come in a pack. You remember stuff used to come in a pack? Like, <laughs> a little starter pack. That, like, niggas never really left that, like, come in, come in a pack and they just pick your shoes out, you know what I'm saying? At some random store for men, you feel me? Um, I think that's the biggest part about, like, what I love about you. And, um, but I did want to, like, dive even deeper about, like, just not only about people and, people in like how they view you and things like this i think automatically when you're an individual and you are who you are and especially you know when you're southern when you have all these different elements about you people 
a lot of people don't understand it. A lot of people question or they want to figure you out even more because it's like, you're so not this. You're so yeah. like, not like anyone else. Yeah, so you don't fit into any of my boxes that I want to put you in. So tell me from a sense of individuality, and I think this will beautifully segue into my next point, how you feel that that has like, what negative energy you've came from being such a, in, like a true individual person? Well, <clears throat> I've always gotten a little pushback. I mean, just even like in middle school, of course, when I was wearing tall socks, crazy socks, and people weren't doing that, <laughs> you know, I always yeah. got a little pushback. Um, and really, I got a lot of pushback from my family. Like when I started wearing the grills and the, blue hair like i said it was a lot for them <laughs> being southern and whew, being holy say they're like okay so are you on our side are you on the other side are you a thug are you praising the lord you say you're a preacher but you looking like kodak black i'm trying to figure out like they were very confused <laughs> just very confused like mm-hmm. and i would say the negativity has really been a fuel for me as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, it kind of just kind of made me a little bit more agreeable, honestly. It was like, oh, they they don't like that. Oh, they don't want me to be <laughs> more extra. Okay, let's throw a little more extra on there. You know, it's like, <laughs> like let's go ahead and aggravate them a little bit more because it's not like what I'm doing is wrong. Ultimately, it's like nothing that I'm doing is wrong. God has already signed, sealed, and delivered. Mm-hmm. my purpose you know i know he's gave me the okay for everything that i'm doing so it's kind of like the negativity i know that <laughs> the pushback is absolutely necessary like the ever the adversity is absolutely necessary i need people to be like ah that's too much or i don't know what that is like for me to really dig dig deeper and discover more and even more about myself so mm-hmm. yeah I- I did an episode, my last episode was called uh, Fresh Em Up. And I did that in uh, a sense of something that I want to like truly push for more men to. And I think it's changing. I think a lot of men are getting into themselves more and like actually putting effort into their own, you know, skincare and, you know, doing more than just, you know, just going to the barb and, you know, and just kind of putting it all on somebody else and doing the bare bit bare the bare minimum because a lot of cases so many of us have to do a little bit more you got a lot of men walking around with whole ass eczema and just think they just need to you know get a different lotion you know what i'm saying nah, you got a whole go to the doctor, doctor. you need to you need to go a little bit further bro that's <laughs> it's cool like ain't nobody gonna trip like go do you folks who have different you know types of skin and they're just doing what the next person is doing it's like oh you just yeah. using you just putting shea butter on your face, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, no wash, just little shea butter to solve to it all, you know? Care more. To genuinely just try more. Um, I think the fact of, you know, certain, you know, magazines like GQ and Esquire and so many different things, they are certainly, you know, the demographic that they're like pushing this to pushing it to fashion forward men who possibly live in metropolitans and things like that which i get it i get it but i'm thinking about it from like a truly like a health standpoint too 
it's like you literally got people walking around with all types of you know what i'm saying shit going on with their face they ain't been to the dentist in about like three four years you know what i'm saying and it's like and on top of that we are notoriously like bad about just you know just general health like just going to get a damn checkup and things like that and um but i wanted to ask you because i feel like when it comes to being about yourself when it comes to men being into themselves for some reason this is seen as this this uh almost kind of like i guess pompous arrogant full of yourself um even effeminate at times which I never understood because it's like to me I seen it as like shit. I'm just trying to look good, so I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna take a little longer to get ready. I'm gonna put stuff together. I'm gonna do a little bit more. I guess being being an individual like yourself, I would I would put money on it that people gave you that type of energy too. Like why are you so into you and why like why do you take so much time to present yourself in this certain way? And I guess how have you? I guess either push back to that energy if you acknowledge that at all. But I just would love to know what you think of that. Well, <clears throat> to to those people who give me that you know negative energy when it comes to that, I mean, how would a king treat himself? You mm. know? That's it. How would a king look in the mirror and say, "This is how I'm supposed to be presented." Um, when you have self-value, you know, you want that to vibrate from the inside out. So, you know, and I, I'm a very, very harsh believer that how you feel on the inside is how you look on the outside. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and how much energy you put into that shows how you really feel about yourself. Yeah. So... If I feel that I'm this black king, Adonis, you know, gorgeous being, then that's what I need to vibrate. That's what I need to show. So it's never an issue to take a little extra time to present yourself in the manner that you should be presented. Ultimately, you know, we've gotten all of these negative connotations with black people already. Yep. Um, all of these different stereotypes already. So yep. it's like, I mean, not to prove yourself, but this is what you are. You are royalty. So why not go ahead and take that extra mile? So that's how I look at it. I, I, I return the negativity with a question like, why not? You know, why would I not? So that's how I respond to that. And I and I love that about you more than anything because for everyone who's listening to you now really needs you to make sure you go to at I am Will Banks, you know, everywhere on Twitter, on Instagram, and follow follow this gentleman from a standpoint of like you are you're dark skinned, you're you know, tall, you have a presence about you which is usually directly associated with the thing that is you know scary this is the thing that they say you know right. is the reason why this is what people right. this is what these damn police officers see when they gun people down they just see a big black scary individual and i think the beautiful part about you and a beautiful part about you being who you are in your existence to me is more so that you are really not allowing yourself to be 
put into these very rigid spaces of what a man is and how a man can can present himself. And it's not like, I think that's the part that, you know, as black men, we have to really get a grasp on. Cause I think we, the energy that you probably have gotten and any energy for me in high school, should I danced in high school? I was yeah. presiding over organizations. I played football. And that was a combination that people, and I and it was a, a, a man with hair, if you can believe it in my small town. Yeah. Now, even people had a, had questions about that. It was like, well, when you know, why do you want, you know, you don't want to fade? What's the problem? Um, <laughs> and I think for me, it's just, I love that you are showing people. And I think, even you know the longer that you you know you're doing what you're doing you create more work and content and also put keep putting yourself as the muse i think that's the most beautiful part about your work is that you will be the muse as well you don't always just kind of work with people and kind of you know put a vision onto them but you will also take yourself and put yourself as that you know as that paint on that canvas and I think we need to see that young boys need to see that young girls need to see that this is what a man can look like as well. Like also he can look like this, he can look like that. And I think it really shows that, oh, you really can be more of who you really feel like you are, how you really see yourself, whatever that is. And I guess I'm random. I don't even have a question. I just got, I had to give that off because I'd love the way you answered that question. I'm just like, how does a king supposed to be? Cause that's, you know, that's my shit. I just, from the go, that's my shit. But I definitely would want to know like, is that something that you kind of like think about, like think about how you, I, I wouldn't even say accidental, like you are just being you, but even in a way, you being you is a statement. Do you ever think, think about that? Yes. And a, a time that I really was thinking about it was at a time where I chose not to put out work, you know, mm -hmm. I chose not to do anything, mm -hmm. and you know, and I just kind of saw people like literally like reach out from everywhere. Like, what are you doing? Are you okay? Like, what's going on? Like, I need my inspo, like send me a mood board. And that really showed me like, you're not just doing this for you you know like this is kind of like a big deal yeah um and it made me value myself more because when i was in college i really i, I can say that i got into myself a lot like I, I did get a big head i did you know like yeah, um, see, i was humble but it, it'll you know, when I graduated and I was stripped of all of that attention, like immediate mm -hmm. attention, you know, it was just like, okay, you know, <laughs> who am I without all of this extra? Who am I without all of this extra? Am I, am I valuable? You know, <laughs> like, is my work even valuable anymore because I'm not in this space? <laughs> you know, but when I got the responses that I got, like people like, what's the problem? Like what's the problem like we we want the inspo like we want the high vibrations like this is bigger than you and your emotions and your own expectations for yourself so once i saw that it was just like wow like you better get on your stuff and you better get on it 
immediately. Like you have more than just your life to change. Like, yeah. You yeah. got people out yeah. here vibrating lower than you thought that you were at your lowest. You know, so it's like be yourself. If that's if that's all your God charges us to be is to be ourselves, live a good life, and take an, take advantage of time and chance. If I'm not doing that, then I'm not living. That's real. That's so real. That's so real. But I I definitely want to, you know, get into something that I feel like I am so inspired by certainly like seeing you, you know, step in front of the camera and like really get into it. I'm talking about like fucker just step into it, but you came and stepped on a neck when you came through the door with it. Like fucker just a toe. I'm gonna put put the whole good ball of the foot on your neck real quick. And I loved it because it was like that sh to me, the way I read it, you can tell me if I'm wrong, but like I read it as you always had certain resources or tools around you, but it was all on you to like make that call, make that connection, make that text mm -hmm. and pull it all together. Because once you started to like put things out, it was like, oh, this is like, bro got his like, he already had his shits. But it was just like, he just been letting them shits just, just be cool. They just been there. And it's like, I call you when I do call you, if I call you type of thing. And I think once you like press the button on yourself, once you like said, I'm, I'm about to go ahead and do this. I think that's what I immediately seen like, oh shit, it's over. Like he really is like embracing this shit. What, what was the, the trigger? What was, what made you finally be like, fuck the bullshit. I'm about to not only get into this but i'm gonna like put 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 will banks into the world in a way that i feel like i haven't done in that same way because you've always taken great photos of yourself and done all those things but i think for me it was the first time and like you put out so much content of you doing it for other people you doing it with this instance of intention of like you know i'm really like gonna put this whole con concept together of what i see in give it to y'all which y'all you know this is what it is go ahead and get some like what was right. the start what made you shift and be like i want to get into this like honestly and earnestly well honestly it was just me being mad at the fact that i let the devil steal my joy mm. you know like I let him come in and trick me out of my sauce. Like, yeah. So I had to come with a vengeance because, even like, even though I just, like you said, I just started really applying this pressure. I've always known, like, yeah. <laughs> like you got a little something. Like you got a little something. Like the way you take these pictures is not like anybody else. Like mm -hmm. the way you put these posts together is not like anybody else. But I wasn't in a space to really see who i was like everyone else saw it around me everyone else like oh my god oh my god oh my god. and i'm like okay yeah i love it i love all the attention but it's like i'm really not even applying this pressure that i you know really got but in my belt mm -hmm. but <laughs> and, and it wasn't until like i said i hit that depression and i was robbed of all of that <laughs> and all of a sudden i was just like hold up like you said you've had these resources around you you know like you've had god making provisions for you you yep. know you have the star quality already you have the hbc education you have the network it was kind of like a what's the problem 
point? Like, yep. what's the problem? Like, wh- at what point are you going to stop wallowing in who you used to be or what you, you know, the fact that you're not mounting up to the expectations of where you should be at the moment and take full advantage of where you are in the present. Yep. Like, I literally just got tired. Like, it wasn't nothing like, oh, well, you know, um, quarter, like half of the year mark, like I'm going to make a change. No, 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 no. It was like one day I literally woke up, looked in the mirror, like, you are the person that you want to be. All yep. you got to do is put yourself in the space. Put yep. yourself <laughs> around the right people. Like, and mm-hmm. you know them. So just do it. Like, don't let all of that cloudiness get you off of your path. Yeah. Like, I really had yeah. just got mad. Like, I literally just got angry. And I was like, look. So the first big shoot that I did was like the King of the Jews, like, and it really was like reminiscent of Jesus and yeah, I like um, that. Um, what he had on after, you know, he came back after the third day after he rose, he had the red garment on, and basically it was just a resurrection. Like I just was like, look, I'm starting again. This is the new Will Banks. You know, I've been ridiculed. I've basically been stoned in my head, you know. Like, mm-hmm. I've been going through all of these different things. I've been crucified. I've crucified myself, you know. Yeah. And yeah. now it's time to be reborn. Like, you've had time to be dead. You know, you've killed the parts of you that were unhealthy. And now it's time to be reborn and show these people the light <laughs> that you've always known that you had. Like, I just literally got mad. Like, the and no. You know what? It was MLK 50 that really inspired me. Hmm. And being being in Memphis and just feeling that spirit. Yeah, that's it. <sighs> that's it, it just made me wanna. It just made me wanna be greater. I mean, it was not. I mean, I was literally downtown. You know, in my little CA, you nail you like killing them, like killing them. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> I couldn't even think about nothing but like the fact that. This man died in the city that you were born. Yep. And you're choosing to not be your best self. Mm-hmm. When he fought for you to be your best self, <laughs> it, it, it just wasn't adding up to me. So I just had to make a choice to go ahead and jump into purpose. Like, don't be lukewarm about it. Don't be doubtful about it. Just go ahead and do it. And I've been rolling ever since. You know, it's kind of been like a. I mean, everybody thinks that it's just so intentional and like I've been planning for months and I'm dropping like these, no, you know, I like. I knew that. I knew it. <laughs> I, knew, I seen it. I seen it. I seen it. But I'm literally just letting God just do it. Like, okay, yeah. this is who you say that I am. You know, this is who I believe in you to show yourself in me. So this is what I'm doing. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. It, bro, because you because you are doing exactly exactly what you should be doing, and I think that's something that's really hard for us to grasp sometimes is that we think of who we could see ourselves as as a whole different entity in person. When you have to grasp the concept that you have everything you require mm-hmm. now to do the thing later it those two things aren't separate those two things aren't i guess so leaps and bounds and different like of course you're gonna grow as a person of course you're gonna get older mature and more experienced 
But the fact of the matter is, is that today in 2018, you are who you are. And then 10 years from now in 2028, you're going to be who you are. And it's like the only difference in that is age, experience, probably access, all those different things. But those things aren't what makes what you do happen. It's still you. And I think right. that's something that we got to kind of keep in mind of like really evaluate yourself and like just put out what you need to put out, figure out whatever you might be missing yeah. right. outside yourself. Like, oh, OK, this is what I know I can do and I know I can have this, whatever, whatever, whatever. OK, I know somebody I can call to, to get this in the third to make it everything else make sense and make it happen. I love it. I love it. And I think that's. Stop being afraid. Like, yes. Just stop yes. being afraid. Like, stop being afraid of people judging you. Like, it doesn't matter. If you know in your heart that God gave you this a long time ago, like, yep. what is the problem? Yep. And you already had the practice. You've already, right. like, had how many days? Like, everything that you went through from a standpoint of, like, from a positive standpoint of you going, like, already being being born in memphis already being around and being born the person that you are being an individual coming to a hbcu where you know people actually give a damn about or they at least propose you know you know pose as if they give a damn about how they look right and it's like so it's almost like okay cool because it's a it's definitely a an adaptability thing it's like yeah. I think people people like yourself and I feel like I have I feel like I have it to a certain degree as well. It's like I'm not gonna be like this. Like everybody is like this, I'm not gonna be like this. Am I intentionally doing that? No. But it's like this is the thing that I'm not. <laughs> like I'm coming in as me. And so everything else really won't even make sense if I try to fully indoctrinate or immerse myself into whatever has been there already. So it's like, if you are a guy at CAU who dresses up and does this, that, and the third, then you have a motive. That means you're doing this for a reason. That means there's more to this. There's more to you coming out in public this way. I remember so many people asking me, I was like, oh, Rodney, what you, what you got something to do? You got whatever you want. Like, nah, it's, it's Wednesday. Yeah, right, like, like you know, it's yeah, Wednesday. Right. And it just came out the cleaners. You feel me? It had to put it right. on. And I think that's yeah. It's, it's, it's very simple. And I think it was interesting to see like people be taken back by the simplicity of like I just like wearing clothes. Like, I like presenting myself in a certain way where I know I'm giving off the presence of who I am because I'm choosing to put on what i what i am too it's like i like this i like this i like these colors i'm making it work and no matter what it was that i chose to do i remember one time i was inspired by this basquiat photo of him in this black it was this black tie and it's like i think it's like a blue or white shirt and he was like in front of this i used to love those like brown ass backgrounds they used to use back in the day I don't know why people need to bring that shit back. It's just like a brown nude ass background that they would stand and take photos of in front of. And he had his tie, half of his tie was tied above his collar. So his collar was down, but half the tie was on top of that and the other half was tucked under the rest. And I was like, damn, that's kind of a look. I kind of like that. You know what I'm saying? I was like, and I got the perfect like 
very simple, very like simple fit. And I was like, find my little cool little Oxford, got my little knitted little black tie. And I was like, I'm about to go out like this. Fuck good shit. I'm about to put on a cool little light jacket and I'm gonna come out with this on. And everybody in they mama came to me, Rodney Perry, Mr. I taught a lot of niggas how to tie a tie. Coming up to me was like, hey Rodney, you need to figure. I'm like, no, this is on Like, I know. I trust me. Like, like if if somebody if anybody's gonna make sure they tie look like how it's supposed to look, it's gonna be my black ass. You feel me? So right. we cool. You good? Thank you. But you good? And it was crazy. Like I remember it was people just like, oh, I just really this is really getting on my nerves. Like I just really want to just tuck it. You can't just. I'm like, no. Why is this bothering you? Like this is what I wanted to do, and and I still love the look. Like I would do it again. Like. It's just like, damn, people really are bothered when you like don't do what they expect for you to do in the way right. that you ex they expect for you to do it too. It was just right. like, damn, this really bothers people for me to choose to do a thing that I ain't even come up with. I was just like, I can, I can definitely dub this. This is cold. This is like an obscure ass photo, random as hell of Basquiat. I'm gonna do this. This is gonna be a cool yeah. look. And so it, it was strange to me, and I just think. I would love to know, like, what, because I love your your page, and especially, like, one of your recent posts. I don't know if it was that recent, but the shoot that you did with the Blairmont, the Blairmont yeah. twins. And this is, because this is something that I talked to Benny Roosevelt and Juwanza and so many of my creative friends about, and that's about not only doing your work and, like, doing work and creating dope content, but asking yourself, like, is there more to this? Like sometimes you want to see if you have stumbled across something that's deeper within your work. And I love that it was a lot of intention within what you did. Cause the, the Claremonts definitely are a vibe. They definitely are yeah. like, they definitely came through and made waves like a motherfucker. Because it's like, this it's just so much you can do with just two people who look just alike. Like it's just it's from so a sense much. of like symmetry. It's so aesthetically pleasing. Yes. Like, symmetry and everything like people are already trying to dub and you know double expose photos to make dubs of yourself in right. photos now that's a thing like imagine you can naturally do that um i would love to know like is that something that you want to continue doing within your work being very intentional and shining light on things and like just bringing certain things together like you was like i believe we need uh you know dark skinned women not only highlighted but also I can give these some looks. I can make these looks even even better. This is how I see it. This is how I interpret, you know, sexuality. This is how I interpret, you know, the femininity. This is how I interpret just expression. Is that something that you want to continue to do with your work too? Definitely, definitely, definitely. Like, I'm always pushing agendas with my work. Um, because I would say I'm not only an artiste, but I'm an activist at the end of the day. So yep. I'm yep. always trying to push a certain message. And if I'm not, then I'm just doing this for glorification of myself. And that's never what I want to do. Word. So I'm always trying to uh, highlight, you know, someone who is typically not highlighted or, you know, a scenario that people typically wouldn't think about, you know, like people wouldn't think oh dark-skinned women wouldn't be looked the same way you know if they That's were it. if they looked and acted and dressed it like um dressed like the claremont it's like it, it wouldn't be the same situation you know 
and just training people's eyes and training people's minds for new ways of thinking to for them to accept it just like you said earlier like me being amused like me being amused i know it's monumental i know because it's not something that has been seen like yep. i'm a big black dude like i know that agenda would be helpful like i know it's because it's, it's a million big black dudes that don't feel like they're beautiful or don't feel like they're handsome even yep. you know like the fact that i could say that i'm beautiful is mind-boggling to a lot of people yeah <laughs> the fact that i could vibrate that and the fact that I, I could capture that and put it on instagram for everybody to see and for everyone to judge is mind-boggling so just for that i'm gonna push that agenda and if i'm like i said if i'm not pushing agendas if i'm not inspiring if i'm not creating to inspire then i'm creating in vain mm. so definitely gotta keep the agendas pushing okay last last two questions last two questions the first one's a serious one the second one may be a serious one too you from memphis because i had i can't let a you know a classically trained and singing all your life being be speaking to me now and not talk a little bit about music and me and you had this conversation i believe probably months ago on twitter and I just want to just banter with you for just a second and ask you something. Can you tell the people, because I already agree with you. Can you tell the people why, why Memphis, Tennessee is not only a foundational cornerstone, uh, prototype, uh, uh where so many sounds originated from type of place when it comes to music can you tell people why people should not only respect memphis but understand how memphis has really always and will forever affect music across genres kind of like just give me like can you can you can you give me any reasons to why Okay. Well, I believe that. Oh, 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 yes. Let me put on my historian hat. Yes, please. And, uh, please. For those who just joined us at Block Boy JB, I'm going to take you all the way back to the 1920s. Woo! Uh, Memphis has always been known as the, basically, gateway city of music. Like, if you were a musician, if you were a singer, if you played instruments, you were coming to Memphis mm -hmm. to make your music career pop. All of the most uh, talented record producers were here. All of the most popping labels were here besides Detroit, you know, they are cousins. But anyway, <laughs> if you wanted to be an artist in the South, you were coming to Memphis. So, I mean, imagine all of those musicians migrating to Memphis and having children. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so we, we, we get so many different bursts of sounds we get aretha franklin you know we get isaac hayes all the way down to the 70s we break it all the way down we're gonna fast forward jump to the 90s with three six mafia yeah three six mafia gave us a sound of desolation okay they, they the <clears throat> the pain in their music had never been 
portrayed before. Like no one ever had just decided to just make their music sound like a ride to hell, you know. Even though if that's what they were living in, you know, they made their music sound like Memphis. Like yeah. literally, this yeah. is how this is how the people feel. Yeah. They, they, the angst, the anger, the 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 uh, non the no hope. Like they they wanted to put that in the music, and it was just so different. People were like, "What? Like I like it. It sounds a little dark, but I like it." Like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. You know, and that inspired places like Atlanta to do more hard, rougher music. And basically, the rest is history, you know? Yeah. Memphis has always just been that innovative place, like that breeding ground for creativity. Um, I can say that it's, it's a little cursed, I will say, from the Martin Luther King death, but I... Uh, <laughs> Maybe that's why a lot of people from Memphis don't make it out. But the music, the sound, the style is unlike any other place. It's just the grit, the grind. Like it's in the music. Like people, yeah. the, the stuff that y'all hear on the radio, the stuff that y'all like, all of them minor scales and all of them different cases that y'all like. That Black Boy JB sound. Take he got that from. Right, they take he take he he basically remake him DJ Paul beat, you know, like a motherfucker. Like, like this is 1997 all over again, like, mm-hmm. because it's such a rich sound. It's just not something that you would hear regularly. Like it's like whoa, like this sounds like classical music with rap over it. Like this is like whoa, so. People just need to recognize they do. that they do. Memphis, Memphis is it's it's the prototype city. Honestly, like anybody you meet from here, we got extraordinary talent. Um, we got extraordinary style, extraordinary taste. It's just different from anywhere else. Like I don't know if you ever seen that video or that dude. I don't know where he. I think he's a sports player. He's like, Memphis, 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 Memphis. Yes. Memphis. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful place in the world. I mean, it really is. And, like, it's a lot of hate here. It's a lot of, you know, like I said, desolation. But at the end of the day, the art is the most beautiful that I have seen in the world. So I just really want to pr- push that message again. We're going to go back to the agendas. Like, I really wanted people to see, like, this is what Memphis has to offer, like, not just you know and not just the rap but like the classical singing like mm-hmm. that is a whole culture here like it's black kids just like me singing bach singing mozart singing beethoven yeah like that's something that we embrace here it's, it's embraced we got black kids in the hood singing this mm-hmm. it's just a breeding ground for excellence in arts well, not many people know it, but it's that's about to change. You know? Oh, for sure, for sure. I had I had to let you get your shit off because I love people who love where they from, you know. And I I I'm a sound believer of like so I can re- I can trace so many things back to just things I've heard in my just growing up in the South, family being just so in the blues and so much into you know yeah. my mom, my mom, my mom is the reason I know who. It, who 
MJG and Eight Ball is, you know, and it's like yeah. my mom is the reason I know who Player Fly is and you know all these people, and it's like th- those things were my childhood, and it's like even when you talk about like people really need to go back to Player Fly. If that might be very obscure for so many people, he was the Oracle, but from a sense of just talking about real shit talking about real life you know what i'm saying like down in me you know what i'm saying like that shit that shit got to me that was one of them that's like the meme of like when i was eight jamming to mary j blige like you was really going down like that was really how you felt like damn i do got haters and i do got motherfuckers saying i can't do things and it's like what the fuck like but it's like you're eight but why do you feel this? <laughs> like, why are you feeling this this hard? And just, I remember, like, fucking, like, Project Patton, like, Chicken Head, and yeah. how we used to literally be all the summers. Don't let that shit come on, and you around. It's some girls and some guys. We gonna split the room. We gonna go verse, verse. Right, gonna gonna be, like, it was just everything. And I love, I love, I love the reverence. I love that people are not only, you know, trying, you know, Definitely, you could tell you're getting that from that. I'm, I, and, but it's like, it's always been there. Trap has always, that, that's a sound already that's, you know, was originated. Making club, making club, strip club type of jumps that you can bounce ass to, that's been there. Making, making angsty, crunk, hype ass music to literally jump around and push niggas around for like that was already there making salacious ass music about fucking and and sucking shit and whatever whatever it's like that like so much and it could have been it could it's so much and that's i love it i love it for that and i love that you just got off like that too second question and this is my last question we can wrap up you being a, a classical singer you literally studying music and you know being around so many very talented people i have one question for you currently right now we have a person calling themselves the king of r&b <laughs> and i would love to know if that king if there's any chance for him to get a vocal coach or anything is there anything that he can do to really have a chance at being the king of army <laughs> vocally is what i'm asking honestly he would have to call a medium to conjure up the spirits of luther <laughs> and a few others marvin gay and a few others he, he gonna need the ancestors wakanda everybody else to get him their crown because it's a no for me dog i mean what like uh, you're not even out you're not out singing trey songs so damn at what point did you think that you could be the king i mean maybe the the joker <laughs> <laughs> that's it that's it that's but hey it. i like that energy though everybody needs to think they're the king i feel that. you yeah i, I fuck with the I energy like energy, i fuck with the energy but it's enough but yes yes it's a no for me too it's a no i know you probably seen on twitter his little uh this christmas rendition this it's it's chris brown's rendition but it's him singing it no, no. yeah no. it's it's he, he he pointed at the note that he was trying to hit and then he hit it and this was like y'all y'all knew it though y'all knew i was okay y'all it was like an assumed 
type of thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know how you got silent letters in, like, certain people's names? It was like a silent note. Like, y'all knew how it's supposed to go. Yeah, that's what it is. That's what it is. But no, please, please, please tell everybody, I think I already said earlier in the episode, how they can follow you, how they can keep up with you, how they can support you in any way, shape, or form, and see more from you, Mr. Will Banks. Well, you can definitely follow me on all social media platforms, Twitter, Instagram. That's probably the only two I got. Hey, I am Will Banks. Uh, simple for the people. Uh, Facebook, I Will Channing Banks. Um, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Follow me. You can see my rants, my sermons, and my looks, you know. It's lit. It's lit. It's lit. It's lit. But I'm glad you could join me at the end of the year. I hope you have a great, beautiful, beautiful end of the year, New Year's Eve, this whole thing, celebration, you know, reflecting back on, you know, everything that you accomplished this year and looking forward to so much better. Um, I say that to you, Will, and I say that to everyone who's listening. Um, thank you, bro, for your time. This is the 99th episode, so definitely expect another one to go ahead and top off the year being the 100th episode but you're gonna have to you know wait on that and see how that's gonna come out it's gonna be a special one for y'all this is the soulfully conscious podcast for humans simply being human i am rodney perry and this is simply king peace